the Blaze Radio Network. On demand. Glenn Beck. The Blaze Radio Network. Yesterday, I sat down here in Los Angeles with Dave Rubin and had a fascinating conversation. Here's a clip of it. Uh, This is... Uh, we were talking about Kanye West and what he thinks this means. I'm not a huge Kanye fan as a as an artist. It's not, I, I like Sinatra and I have Dean Martin playing in my yeah. house all day long. So that's more <laughs> just musically. That's where I'm at. Herb Albert, you know Herb Yo, Albert, yes, big seventies guy with the with the horn. Yes, Love Herb Albert. Okay. So that's what's going on in my house all day long. So this I've isn't got a about a great Herb Albert story. I'll tell do, you oh, before you leave. Oh, I can't <laughs> wait. Ahead. I can't wait. Um, so I can't talk to Kanye as as in terms of the art specifically, but this guy without question is a true mover. He is someone that can say something and move people's minds. Yes. And with him tweeting these seven simple words, I love the way Candace Owens thinks. Candace is a friend of mine. We've, We've just were at Berkeley together last week. She was a lefty. She now has woken up to that. She believes the things that we've been talking about, about identity politics and what democratic policies have done to the black community. She mm-hmm. talks about how it's decimated not only people in her own family, but but in her community. And now look what's happening. The entire media, Daily Beast, BuzzFeed, Mediaite, all talking about Kanye as far right. Then Scott Adams, the best-selling author and Dilbert creator, offers a little defense of Kanye now. He's far right. I mean, we've seen them do this with a zillion other people that we know, Jordan Peterson, everyone. Well, they that, didn't call him far right. They called him alt right. Oh, and then, well, it's both. Which, yeah, For, first, they, yeah. well, because they, the reason that they're now using far right a little more than alt right is they realize they really lost. They they went so bananas with that one mm-hmm. that now they've shifted it where you're seeing a little less alt right. You're mm-hmm. seeing a little more far right. But what people have woken up to is that anyone that, first off, Kanye, I don't know if you know this, but Kanye is black. So <laughs> let me get this straight. The new hero of the alt-right is a black man. He's a black man Hitler who thinks for himself. Loved yeah, love the people. Jews. I mean, love the Jews, love black people. But this is, you can always poke holes in these insane ideological yeah. inconsistencies. So if you really want to understand where prejudice comes from, where bigotry comes from, prejudice, what does it mean? Prejudging. If you look at a black man, Kanye, and you go, if he doesn't think, as a white liberal, right, because that's who he usually is, this black man doesn't think the way I want him to think. He must be part of the alt-right, or he's a sellout, or he's... You think it's possible he has capacity over his own mind? Do you think he might have uh, care for a community that you don't know about, or maybe don't care about, or whatever? So I think he's... I think... The, the reason that you like what I'm doing, that I've offered mm-hmm. a little a little bit of an outlet here mm-hmm. for people that are coming from the left to go, wait a minute, mm-hmm. freedom, mm-hmm. that's the road. I think Kanye just with a simple tweet, and now he's been on a major Twitter thing mm-hmm. the last couple of days, I think he's given oxygen in a place that needed oxygen. And all of these people are gonna start coming out and going, so could eh, you me have, too, me too. You have, you're having, you're seeing this. People on the right, Aren't seeing it. Okay? Oh, I, I see it, and and they're they're just not seeing it. And I'm afraid that some on the right are kind of falling into that kind of progressive mindset where you're either all in or you're a traitor. Yeah, that's horrible. Yeah, um, but you you believe there is a big enough movement of, and I don't mean I, I want to make this really clear. I don't need anybody to agree with me. Yep. I don't need to go sell you on my ideology or my thoughts. I just want to be able to have an open, decent conversation and not be a pariah and live next door to somebody who feels the same way. 
by the way, you just worded that slightly different, but that's pretty much what Kanye is saying in these tweets now. Right. That's all he, he's right. saying, be a free thinker. Right. That's, but, but they can't have free thinkers. This is why they purge everybody. And it's not just someone that might be a black conservative, a Thomas Sowell or a Larry Elder or a Candace or Kanye, and I'm not even calling him a conservative, but it's everyone. It's why lefty, lifetime lefty Brett Weinstein at Evergreen State dare say something they don't like. You're not a progressive anymore. You're actually going to lose your job and your wife's going to lose her job too. And it's amazing because to work at Evergreen, that makes that makes Salt Lake City look like Berkeley. <laughs> you know what I mean? But that's the thing. So I let know. me get this straight. Let me get this straight. The place, it, they say that, uh, right. that Evergreen is basically the leftmost college in the United States yes. or you know, within the top three or four. You would think if these policies that these guys are promoting all the time are so wonderful and so diverse and all of this nonsense... Well, then you'd think it would be a bastion of sanity and yeah. pleasantness. But no, there's literally students wandering around with baseball bats threatening people because Brett decided that he was going to actually defend the idea that you can't segregate based on race. I mean, but we see this consistently, so they keep purging these people. And all the same voices keep getting purged. And I think for us, the challenge is we got to sit there, be okay with some differences, which I know yes. that we are, and they'll keep coming. The question is how deep will those guys drag everybody else? And unfortunately, although I do think things are getting better, it will get worse before it, it truly turns. And the question is, what do they take with them? What, you know, like, do they really take down this? Do they take this down in, in their last fit of glory as they're losing? Because I believe they will, they, they can't win because it's a movement of destruction. But do they take this whole thing down with it? That's, that's the question and that's why we gotta fight, right? What's your guess? It will get worse before it gets better, but I think there are so many signs all over the place, from Kanye to the reaction that I'm getting to all of the things that we're talking about here, that average people who are out there who want to live in a truly diverse, tolerant society will come around. And I think they are coming around, and they're just not screaming about it. Maybe they're going to have to start screaming. It's not my style, but maybe we need more screamers on this side. But then it'll be our job to kind of make sure they don't go off the deep end, too. Yeah, but I I'm hopeful. Look, if I wasn't an optimist, I don't know how I could do this, right? Like, yeah. fundamentally, I'm, I would say I'm a world-weary optimist. I, I worry about the world. You know, like, you know, like when you're... I'm an optimistic, I'm an optimistic catastrophist. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's, what I, that's why we can do this. <laughs> yeah, but right. you know when you see somebody, like, sitting at a coffee shop and they're kind of just staring out into nothingness? Yeah. Like, when I do that, I'm truly worrying about the world. I am worrying about what the fate of the world is, really. And I worry about that disproportionate to the, the, the what most people are worried about their little day-to-day yeah, yeah. nonsense. At the same time, I'm an optimist because otherwise, what would be the point? Why would I be doing this? You know, I, you know, I could find, I wanted to be in the NBA, you know? I think, I think we are, uh, I think the world hasn't been here since maybe 39. There is no America this time. There's no rock solid, mm -hmm. this is right, this is wrong country. I don't know which one that would be. Um, no, we're the best we got. Yeah, the best we got. Uh, so we're at the same kind of position where the world could go very dark very fast. However, I was in Poland and I was talking to the uh, uh, chief rabbi of Poland there. And uh, I had asked him, you know, only 6,000 righteous stood up for the Jews? Only 6,000? He looked at me like I was crazy. And he said, only? Do you know how hard that was? Yeah. He started talking and he said, listen, he said, 
you need to you need to start thinking more uh, uh, with a longer view. He said, if I would have come to you in 1939 and said, and you were Jewish and said, don't worry, in just a few years, in eight years, the state of Israel mm-hmm. will be reset. He said, you would have said I was crazy. He said, the world goes through real periods of darkness, but as long as people are willing to stand up and recognize truth, you get through it. So what's on the other side of this is exciting. Yeah. Can I throw in one other thing? Yeah. So uh, I spoke at a Turning Point USA event, you know, this young college conservative thing about about a week ago. I go, I, I talked about all the differences we had. And I got a standing ovation, despite all of the things that I talk about that are not conservative principles. When I was there, there's a guy that goes to these events and he hands out these big constitutions and uh, Bill of Rights, and I'm putting them up in my, in my studio. You'll see them next time we're there. And I have them on the plane with me, and I'm watching on the plane. I was watching The Darkest Hour, the, the Churchill movie. Did, did you see I it? I love it. And I was feeling, like, I really was feeling like, wow, I'm living the life that I want to live. Like, I just mm-hmm. talked about the things that I want to talk about. Here, I've got the Declaration of Constitution in the, in the mm-hmm. you know, thing above me. I'm watching this movie. And the thing about Churchill, the only thing that you need to really know about this guy, as everybody else from Chamberlain on down, was trying to sell out and figure out ways to mitigate and not, mm-hmm. don't really face the truth, don't really mm-hmm. face evil. All the guy said was, no. Mm-hmm. That's it. No, we're not going to do this. We're going to, you know, you got the royal family thinking we're going to move to Canada. Yeah. Literally. Yeah. And Churchill's going, no, we're going to, and, and that's all that anyone that's watching and he this. almost gave up until somebody else said no with him. Yeah. You know, it's interesting about Churchill, because I'm fascinated by Churchill. Churchill was a really bad guy. He, he made in, a, a in lot India, of mistakes. Yeah. In India, he was a nightmare, yeah. you know? And uh, there's so many people that want to on the left, totally dismantle Churchill because of what he did in India. But if that was all he was, okay. But he was also this. And that's who we are. We, throughout history, man is always in conflict. He is always, well, I think this, but I'm blind to what I'm saying over here, which I should apply. And if we in the end, when he was pushed and pushed and pushed on India, he did go back and say, I treated Gandhi horribly. I shouldn't have done these things. I mean, we have to take both sides and learn from that. We are just people of our time. My favorite founder, who you mentioned before, Thomas Jefferson, he owned slaves while he was writing the laws to free slaves. That doesn't mean you rip down the monuments. Right. That doesn't mean you destroy the past. Yeah. The past is what made us now, and it's what's going to make the future. So accept we're all flawed characters. We're all trying. We're all trying. But Do you think we ever get to a point to where, you know, like the Me Too movement, where there some now, some I've seen, I've seen Dustin Hoffman, you know, raked over the coals. Mm-hmm. Have you seen that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. For, you know, what he did in 1971. It was a different world in 1971. And that was his point. It was a different world in 1971. Some will accept that. Many don't. But as I see that, we can use this as an example. Yes, Absolutely. it was a different world. Just as it was, <laughs> it was a different world back in 
1771. Yeah, but you know what? If we lose this fight, if we lose this fight, the amount of things that the culture will tell us that we believe now to be totally decent things, it doesn't even matter what they are, that I watched The Simpsons or something. Actually, that's yeah, a pretty good example. It is. Because you've got these people now attacking right. Apu, who right. is a beloved character in probably right. the greatest comedy of all time, who taught them about immigration. And yeah, yeah, yeah. They had Indian weddings and all of this stuff. But they will, what if you, if you don't hold on to something now, and that thing keeps going and keeps going and keeps going. Everything, everything. They will find every video, every radio show that Glenn Beck ever oh, yeah. did and, and tell you what, a, what a hateful extremist yeah, and all of that. So that we're fighting. This is the beauty. We're, we're fighting for society, but really we're fighting for ourselves. And, and if you stand there and you go, I'm going to stand for myself, other people will join you because they want to stand for themselves. Courage is contagious. Damn right. And you are a plague in shoes. <laughs> Good for you. Good for you. Thanks. Thanks, Dave. brother. You bet. It's Dave Rubin. Tomorrow, a bit of our conversation, I asked him about abortion, and it's a phenomenal conversation. He is, remember, he's a guy who just a year ago said, I was a progressive, and then started to see people uh, on the progressive side shut down free speech, and he thought, you know, I got to rethink this. He is a remarkably brave man. You can find him on the Rubin Report uh, and uh, find his podcast on, uh, you know, Apple iTunes or wherever you want to find your podcast, the Rubin Report. Glenn Beck. The Blaze Radio Network.